Yo, what's happening, people? And welcome back to the Tiki Taka podcast, where you're going to hear hot takes, unbiased opinions, and hopefully have a couple laughs on the way. Um, and we got a lot of good feedback on the episode last week. Um, and me and Michael were just talking about it. You had a couple of your mates say that they were dying. I had a couple of mine saying, yeah, it's the best episode yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure, people enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it as well. It was fun to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good to it get was, the feedback. It I think it's, it's always good. Obviously, we're a small pod, but... We've got a lot of friends who are similar as us, you know, interested in similar sports, similar opinions. Yeah. So yeah. to put them at odds with each other. And, to and some, us... some of them have been getting on to us this weekend because players, they pick for form. Yeah. Players, they didn't pick uh... for... yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll touch on that um, sure. a bit later. Um, briefly, I just wanted to mention, obviously, um, football lost one of their icons this week, uh, Man United legend, Sir Bobby Charlton. Um, obviously, he was like quite a bit before our time. Um, but, for those who don't know, um, I'll just give a brief, very brief, like, history of kind of who who he was and how he became such a legend at Man United. There was, um uh, in 1959, or no, 1958, uh, there was a Munich air disaster um, where a plane crashed in Munich that was carrying Man United first team players, coaches, staff, and eight of the first team um, football players actually passed away in that air crash. But... So Bobby Charlton was one of the ones who survived. Um, and obviously to come to come from that, having to like see and deal with your teammates passing away in, in that fashion. Um, he then went on to to win a European trophy at Man United, had success there. He he was a World Cup winner. Um, and he was a big supporter of um, Sir Alex Ferguson when, when Ferguson came in. Um, and obviously we know how successful he was. So um, yeah, my dad actually said that he, he it was the greatest English player ever. Um, and for my dad to say that about a uh, Man United player, he must have been must have been some player. Obviously, we've only only seen clips of it. But yeah, I just wanted to give a quick mention to Sir Bobby, RIP oh. to Sir Bobby. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, get cracking. But just before we start on the actual football this weekend, we'll do a recap of the UFC, which we touched on last, last week. week. Um, and I had. Kamza and Islam to win. Yeah, I had the and, opposite. Yeah. I had like Kamaru and Volkanovski to win. Um, but man, it was good to see Chimaya fight again. It was good to see Chimaya fight again. And we, to be fair, you called it, or we called it in the sense of like he was going to come in there and do some things that we've just never seen be done. I'm going to smash your boy. Yeah. I'm going to smash your boy. So they, they were, I was, when I was watching the fight, they said a crazy stat like coming into this fight, Usman had like 98% takedown defense. Mm. Like he'd only been taken down like once. Or something before this fight, and then you know yeah, comes up, comes one, yeah, just, yeah, 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 <laughs> different level, yeah, man, yeah. different level, different. Um, but it's the for me, it's like the mentality first and foremost. Mm. Like um, Chimaev is such a guy on the come up, mm. like he's so hungry. He yeah. like he just he wants it all. As you say, I'm gonna smash you. Yeah, that is yeah. his mentality. And any interview, he's like, I'd fight to make money. He's like, I'm gonna <laughs> fight as many people. He, he listed like. Adesanya, Strickland, <laughs> um, loads of names, Covington, Edwards, yeah. all of them. He was like, I'll fight all of them if it, if, if, if the I money, get money, if, if I get saying, paid. If the money's there yeah. and if the like the claim is there, if you're a good fighter, you have some pedigree to your name, like Chamaya will be there no matter the weight class. Yeah. To, to, and and to he should have that up. fight with Strickland now. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it has to happen in it. I think that's what like alluding, Dana was alluding to it before the fight, like whoever wins this fight gets the title mm. fight. And Chamayev, the things he's going to do to Strickland, pause. Like, he's yeah, gonna... but but we said this when Strickland fought Adesanya. Yeah, but as I nobody, said... Nobody, nobody 
thought Strickland would win that. No, Adesanya underestimated him, that's for sure. Um, and Strickland looked good in that fight. But this, like... This yeah, Shemaev's a different. This is a guy. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's just the fact that it doesn't even really matter who it is. Yeah, you know, it's just the fact that this is going to be his first title fight. Yeah. as we say, all the acclaim, the money only goes up when you're the champ. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's everything that you've been. It's the only yeah. reason you know yeah. you really joined the UFC. Yeah, like, when when, when he started be... training, because I think it, um, I started watching obviously some of the embedded embedded vlog stuff and um. He was saying that, like, he used to, he lived in a gym for three years yeah. in a small room in a gym. Um, he, I think he did a bit of boxing and then kind of turned to MMA. Yeah. Um, and just kind of realized, like, yeah, I'm actually quite good at this. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said when his manager told him that the UFC called, he was like, no, nah, don't joke with me. Yeah. And that is like, that's why all of these guys, like, a lot of people have their feelings towards Dana White and they think what they think of think Dana exactly, White, positive exactly. or negative. Yeah. But, these UFC fighters, they all love him. They got too like, much respect for Khabib, him. Khabib, whenever Khabib talks about Dana White, it's it's like it, this guy gave me everything. So on on this, I think there's so many reasons for that. Well, there's a, a couple reasons for that. One, Dana pulls you out from a small room where you're just beating up guys, or you're getting in bar fights for nothing, and he yeah. gives you like a platform and yeah, name on a big stage, yeah, hundreds yeah, of thousands, and says, "Go out there, do your thing." So. Yeah, but also well, the main the main event, the main which event, was even more. I don't think that would be finished in round one for sure. For sure, no um, one, no one would have had um, Islam to win by knockout round one. Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy bet. And I was even saying it's going to go the distance. Volkanovski's <laughs> going to be more. <laughs> and he started off with, like his takedown defense. You could tell he was a lot better than worked on in it. the last fight. But yeah, this uh, I, I messaged you. I was like, it's something about a leg kick in slow mo that just looks so so crazy. crazy. It's so crazy. The body mechanics. Yeah, and him. then the, I, I showed my brother afterwards the knockout and um, the way Volk kind of stumbles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna and say then Islam's just hammering. <laughs> just and, and my brother was watching it and he's like, why is the ref not stopping it? He was like, he's unleashed like another ten. I was shots, gonna say just un, un, um, undefended from the head kick alone. Volk was out. Yeah, like he was out yeah. on his feet. Yeah, you know he was. You could see it in his eyes. His eyes just like glazed over. He didn't know where. Yeah. He, he didn't know where he was. I was trying to tell my brother. Was I was like, they're used to this. Like the ref, yeah. the ref. This is a championship <laughs> fight. The ref. But the more I watched it, the more I was like, damn, he's actually thrown a lot of. <laughs> I think for me that is. I think that's always for me the most interesting thing about um, the UFC or fighting in general is like the mentality of a fighter. You know, mm. like Volk in that, sorry, Islam in that moment is like, this job's not done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. anybody else, I think you're thinking. It's like the Charles Oliveira thing. When, yeah. he, when, he, when he knocked, when he striked him and he, he realized, he's like, yeah, got... this guy's, I can get him out of here. <laughs> and then it's just done. You have to like, as soon as you sense, as soon as you, like, it's not even blood on the water because that's too late. Yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as it's like. You, yeah, you, it, it, you just in, see. Yeah, yeah. There's an inception of the idea. You yeah. have to execute yeah. on it and get him out of there. Yeah, you yeah, know, hundred percent. But shout out to Islam. Shout out to UFC. Shout out to Dana because it, it was a great card. Mm. Um, big up to Volkanovski as well. Taking that exactly. fight. Volkanovski, Volkanovski and Usman. I wanted to big them both up. Yeah. Like you say, ten days notice. Um, they came in both fighting, probably the two best guys in their the respective division, divisions. 100%. Um. And yeah, so big, big up to them. Any any fight like trying to make weight and do all of that stuff in ten days, oh, no whoa. training camp. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And to jump in there with the guys they jumped in with, like fair play to them, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. What was what was a good card? Um, obviously we, we gave our prediction, spoke a bit last week, so just wanted to recap that. But getting into the football now, 
and um starting with saturday lunchtime never back the early kickoff yeah i changed my fpl captain at so did I. five minutes before the dead i just i just pussied out i had it on salad the whole week and i was like I had this vision of Mikolenko locking him up. That's crazy. The only reason I changed it from Salah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you, your thing about don't back the early kickoff. Yeah, like it's a derby. And, but you know what? The, right, and I haven't kept a clean sheet. But the margins like, are so small because yeah, that second goal killed me. It's exactly that second goal. Exactly, you take it if Salah only scores one goal yeah. in the derby. And the thing is, I look at it and I'm like, I made the right decision to captain Haaland because. Salah scored a pen and the counter attack. <laughs> and like, in the so 90, easily could have been a blank. In the 94th minute. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and, yeah, so on the first of all, on the game. Yeah, well, on the game. On the game, I just think that, um, like, the, I don't know if the ref ruined it. I'm not going to say that. Ashley Young shouldn't have made those Konate, challenges. Konate definitely should have been set off. Konate definitely yeah. should have been gone. Ashley, Ashley Young shouldn't have made those challenges. But, like, 11 versus 11, Liverpool-Everton is an easy win for Liverpool. More often than not, especially at home, I can't. But Everton were playing well. But Everton yeah. were playing well, and they were in the game. Yeah. And then you get to the point where Ashley Young goes off, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is. I, c- I could tell that was coming though, because Diaz was just he was ripping him in it. Yeah, he was ripping him. It was in. just every time. But I, I expect I, more I, from I, Ashley. Like the commentators were bigging him up, talking about vets, twenty yeah, years, yeah. this and that. Yeah, and it was and such like... a silly, silly <laughs> challenge. So shoot, like, like yeah, obviously Diaz is ripping him, but like as soon as Ashley gets the yellow. You think, all right, man. If any club needs you right now, it's yeah, Everton. Yeah. They need a level head. They need, they need your experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to see him like get beat, that's just for me. The second one is just ego. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's it just is, full it is. on. He's like... had enough of Diaz. <laughs> just kind of going at him for 40, 45 minutes nonstop. Yeah. And he's just thought, yeah, I'm just gonna do you. It's just ego. Like he's trying to go ball and man <sighs> and just yeah. Uh, but like yeah he i don't know man there's nowhere to hide for him under yeah, sean dash yeah. like i know what sean dash tells him but and obviously x-man united player going to anfield you should kind of know man come like, on obviously and now you're playing for everton in a derby you've been there you've done that you you know what the atmosphere is like you expect more that's probably why sean dash put you in uh, literally to kind of that's why the commentators are picking you up yeah. you're there this you know this club needs you uh, you know, all your years of experience, yeah. such a consummate professional, 20 years in the game, he's kept himself fit and healthy. But it doesn't matter if you keep yourself fit and healthy if you're getting sent off after after 30 minutes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, obviously, that's t- tough for Everton um, after they, they performed fairly well, they defended well, and obviously could have been 10 v 10. I think Everton can actually take like a couple positives. They can, they can for sure. Because, yeah, even when it was... 11 versus 10 like they were not in the game but they weren't leaking chances or leaking yeah yeah you know um you know yeah they, they were set up well um they were having some threat on the counter attack the crew was, yeah, was running yeah. around there like crazy yeah anona you know um, james garner's put in a couple of good performances he has, he um, has in a row for sure um but on liverpool i want to mainly talk about liverpool here because mm. obviously they're i think a third now um, still the only loss came in that Tottenham game. Mm. Um, and they just keep ticking over, man. Yeah, they get it done somehow. I feel like, you know, and I guess we'll talk about this more with an Arsenal perspective, but like, yeah, Liverpool just get it done somehow. But th- th- I think they're definitely it's, playing... It's, the, it's the, the, just the gunslingers they have up top. Uh, yeah, I think they have an opposite to us where like, and this is not to make it... But like, yeah, we have defensive solidarity, but we don't really create chances up top. I feel mm. like Liverpool mm. create hella yeah. chances. Yeah always let one or two in yeah. or let something in at the, the end. The thing I find fascinating about Liverpool is that I, I, they don't, for me, when I watch them play, I don't think they create chances in like a conventional way, way that like yeah. you would see like 
teams, when you say creating chances, you think, oh, maybe Man City playing through the lines mm, and then mm. getting out wide cutbacks, whatever. When I watch Liverpool play, they're just kind of creating chances from like chaos. Yeah, just, they, like, they thrive off that. Yeah, so, something happened. Diaz beating a couple players. But Liverpool, are, I think they might be like the best team in. Okay, I don't know. They might be one of the best teams in transition. Like, I feel like every yeah, time I watch sure. Liverpool play. They like just that second goal. I know Everton are throwing players forward, but it's just it's crazy. Darwin, Darwin's got the leg for the pitch, and he's picked the perfect pass. Yeah, and, yeah. and obviously Salah, yeah. he's still running at that 94th minute. So, yeah, so Bozlai's <laughs> making a de- decoy run. But every time I watch Liverpool play, it's just like they have four or five good counter-attacking tra- counter opportunities. And it's it's like, and you see Salah on the ball, or you see you yeah. know Elliot or Diaz, and you're like, and the runner's off them, and you're like, okay. <laughs> when, 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 when the opposition have a corner, and the ball breaks. Yeah, it's and I'm just seeing on my TV screen six Liverpool players <laughs> yeah, just flood yeah. towards yeah. the other end of the pitch. I'm, I, I'm just screaming problems to me. I also, though, I feel, um, I feel like you know Liverpool played a new midfield today, but we didn't really get to see what that would look like versus a, com- a competitive midfield because Ashley Young got sent off. Yeah, Gavin Birch played well. Gavin Birch played yeah. well. I think all of them played well mm. individually. But I need to see the test versus another yeah, three-man yeah. midfield that isn't. They've got. To... I think they got Man City two weeks. Is it? So it's three weeks maybe. But yeah. they, they, you know, as you say, like they, they just keep taking over. They just keep getting the Ws. They just keep getting the wins. Yeah. They, you know, it's always somebody Salah again. You know, yeah. again, always. You know, like, he's been on the score sheet. Brace last week. Brace yeah. this week. He's been on the score sheet or assisted. I think literally in every game this season. I, don't I think. I think it's right. thirteen games in a row. He scored or assisted these games. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it just is what it is with yeah, him. Yeah, you know he just does it. So shout out to him. Shout out to to, to Jurgen Klopp as well. That the the Konate situation, I think, is the create. I think so that he one took him off straight. That one agree. That one was so it was egregious in my mind, just because you didn't give Ashley Young that courtesy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like it was early in the game, and you could have used the whole "it's a big game, I'm not going to ruin the game" excuse, but no, you ruined the game, mm. and now you have a chance to like. Yeah, even things up. Yeah, but I was gonna say I did say on the pod after the Liverpool after the Liverpool Tottenham thing that Liverpool were gonna get a decision. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's just how you know they were going to get a decision. Yeah. Where as the PGM world, we're just gonna look the other way. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it were it was like you say, if you're gonna if Ashley Young's gone for it, Kanate has to go. <laughs> and Sean Dash was going mental. Yeah, that's crazy. Fair, fair play, man. But um, yeah, Liverpool picked up three points. Um, they're going well. Um, be a big test for them when they have to go to the Etihad, and that'll be a good like game to see where where both teams are at. Almost, see if sure. City are just going to kind of keep doing what they're doing, or if Liverpool have like how much how far they've actually come from last year. But um, moving on to the next game, the the Gary O'Neill derby. Oh, he went um, he went back to Bournemouth with Wolves, um, and they won in like the last couple of minutes. Um, I actually, I actually caught the second half of this game. Is it? Um, that's a good game to, to tune into. Yeah, because yeah. I, well, I had, I was watching Man City at first, and then they went two 0 up, and I was like, yeah, this is done. Forget this. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Bournemouth, man. I get how many times on this podcast are we going to sit here and say they cause their own problems? <laughs> For, firstly, the red card is so, 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 it's stupid, so crazy. Huang's, Huang's just got exactly what he wanted. <laughs> Like he's gonna like try to get a reaction. He's got one. He's got you sent off. And Cook has just and and after that, it's one one. The last couple of why is you're down to ten minutes? Yeah, the key. Why is the goalkeeper <laughs> taking a quick goal kick, passing it five yards to Billing? I was gonna say turn three men on him. <laughs> the worst thing about that, the worst thing about that goal is 
like Bournemouth are so clearly not structured and ready for the set piece. He's gone. Why has he gone early? You're down to 10. Why are you Bournemouth? You don't why need he... to win this game. Billing isn't even looking. Billing doesn't see the ball. Both, both the centre-backs have their back to goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I mean, it's a calamity. I can't really blame Billing too much, but it is a calamity from Billing. Just yeah, how, yeah. The but way he, he should, looks, he shouldn't even get the ball. Then. The way he looks, yeah, how he falls yeah. over. <laughs> Cobble cool. No, Cobble the way cool. he looks as he falls so over. So unorthodox. <laughs> Six to three. You know, his legs are. His <laughs> legs, yeah. The ball his legs are everywhere, over. and then you just see the yellow shirts of Wolves. Yeah. You know, yeah. two passes. And <laughs> it's done. It's, and to be fair to Huang, it's quality. It's a quality yeah, great chip. Pass, great it's a, pass. It's a quality yeah. ball through. You have to in the Premier League. You should be buried for those mistakes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's you know that is the level. Even, even the first goal was good, a good move. Pedro yeah. Neto comes inside. Yeah, true, true. Um, I don't true. know if you saw um, Gary O'Neill on on MNF. I've only seen a couple of the clips. I haven't watched the full thing. But there, there was one clip which was brilliant when he talks about the training. Yeah, yeah. And they actually provided Sky with the the, the camera footage bit. from the tra- I mean, training. Talking about ground. pissing on your team's grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's Sky as well, isn't it? Yeah, we'll get you on after the Bournemouth game. Damn. But um yeah he basically for those who who obviously kind of missed it, he basically highlighted in training um this diagonal box um from basically the left back over to the right winger and yeah. kind of the striker and highlighted that they could get a 4v3 in that situation. Um, for anyone interested, I recommend go and find the clip on Twitter. Because sure. um, it's... it's, it's great it'll, I can't do it justice just trying to explain it here. Mm. But he's basically like points out that the way Bournemouth press, if Wolves players move in certain positions at certain times, they're going to create an overload and then they get out. And that's where the first goal comes from. Yeah, quite literally. And to see the actual training footage... And then be and then see them score a goal like that in the match was was pretty cool. But it also made me think, like, because Gary O'Neill mentioned this as well. He's like in the first half, Bournemouth set up with a double pivot, mm-hmm. which Wolves hadn't trained Anticipated, for. Yeah. Obviously, international break, so they spent two weeks training this. Um, and Gary O'Neill was like, the players just they haven't seen that picture in training or anything. Um, and so it made me think about the Arsenal game and probably what Mikel Arteta was showing the Arsenal players about Chelsea and then Poch goes with like a 4-2, 4 with and the players haven't seen that. But it's, it's it says a lot about football, in it? That like, you yeah, imagine telling Roy Keane, the players haven't seen this picture. In, in the 100%. Roy Keane would be like, so? Yeah. It's a, game, it's a game of football. It doesn't I, change I was, that much. I was literally just about to say it. It literally shows how dominant systems are now and how this whole like Pep's, you know, five-a-side idea on, of the pitch. How the players can't really react now. They're, yeah. They're, they've been coached to do that. And yeah. if they don't see that, yeah, yeah it's, it's problems. It's, it's such an interesting change from that like foot, foot, you know, football as we know in the sense of like, guys go out there, you have quality players and they try and make the difference, triple pass somebody, beat a man type yeah. of thing. And obviously there is still that element in the game, but a lot of it now is like, yo, hug this touchline because yeah, I need you yeah. to create the space for, you know, this guy in the middle who's going to do X, Y, and Z. And I think... Um, the crazy thing is that if, if players haven't... And again, we saw this... Because we'll get onto Arsenal, but that was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time from Arsenal. Mm. It shows that the players, if they're not seeing what they're seeing in training. From, from the training pictures and what they've done and stuff, 
they find it hard to react, man. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting, you know, you, you hear the term system player a lot more in mm, football these mm. days. And it's it's tough now to define, like, who is a system player, who isn't a system player. You know, your team system can change year on year. So, like, what does that mean? Systems have definitely, like, in, I don't know, maybe last two, three years started to override, yeah. like, individual talent. But, but what I will say to give systems its benefit and its credit is, like, you know, systems can actually boost a player's career and confidence. And like, there's certain players who've worked in certain systems who it's like, you know, you, you wouldn't have got this out of any, you wouldn't have got this out of this player in any other system. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a manager, and I feel like that's why managers deserve a lot of credit. Like, you've actually found a way. Um, even I, and this is like, I remember Arteta in one of these post-match conferences was talking about like. You know, they always ask him the Ivan Tony thing. You know, you're going to get Tony, big man, da 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 It's like, it's not about Ivan Tony. It's not about having one number nine that scores this type of goal or, the, you know, is this type of person. It's about how this piece fits in with all the other pieces yeah, yeah. on the football pitch. Yeah. And, like, I can't just focus on attack and be like, all right, well, I have these three players. My attack is sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Because um, each game's going to be different. Each game's yeah. going to be different. The system, I have to build up the ball from the back to get it towards the attack. How's that going to work? How are those pieces going to mesh with, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think there is such a total view now rather than maybe, like, I'm going to have one star man and, you know, feed a team through yeah, him. Yeah. It's not like, yo. It's, it's so it's so complicated now. And again, Gary O'Neill touched, touched on this yesterday. He was like, um, the, the Premier League is is like so good to be like having that challenge and because if, and he said this happened in the Bournemouth game, if what you've worked on, your players don't then see in the pitch because the opposition does something different, yeah. they basically try and press Bournemouth for Bournemouth's first goal in the way that they've trained on the training pitch, but they get caught out because mm. one person's Doesn't too go. late yeah. and Bournemouth have gone with a double pivot and they're <laughs> off it. And then Bournemouth go and score and he's like, that's the Premier League. Like even Bournemouth, who might be lower end of the Premier League, they have the capacity yeah, for sure. to, and as a manager, you just have to learn quickly. And then at half time, he's gone in and he's gone like, look, this is how they're playing. Changed it probably similar to what Arteta did. I think um I think as well on on the game and the narrative I think big ups to Gary and Neil just because he did get sacked from his from Bournemouth mm. for mm. an unjustified reason you could maybe say yeah. so it was a grudge match coming into the game it's just six points at the bottom of the table he's won and now Wolves have like eleven or twelve points you know yep. comfortable sort of mid table or bottom end of the mid table and they're playing good stuff as well and, the, and, and but. They, you know, Gary O'Neill's Bournemouth were playing good stuff yeah, when yeah, he took over. Yeah, and, you know, those those last couple of weeks of the season. So I think, you know, he's shown himself to be a really good manager. I think he's shown himself to um, to, to be able to get guys to, to play good stuff. Yeah. And I think that will bode well. And I actually kind of like him for the the like the double fingers that he's shown to Bournemouth and everybody else yeah, yeah. in the league and just like, yo, I'm I'm at this level. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a manager at this level. Yeah. And this new guy, Ariola, Ariola. He's in trouble, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of rumours he's going to be the first manager of sacking. Yeah. But as we're doing this podcast on, on a Tuesday, 24th of October, still no manager of sack. Still no manager of sack. Almost 10 games in. But it's, it's, there, you it's, know, coming. it's coming. It's coming. Two weeks. It's I coming. give you two weeks. Like if Bournemouth don't win a game in two weeks' time, if Sheffield don't win a game in two weeks' time, um, Sheffield maybe, I can hear the whole, like they've just they've just accepted they, yeah, they, yeah, he's yeah. going to be here next season, as you said. Um, but Bournemouth didn't get rid of Gary O'Neill to bring in a new guy to play tiki tackle football and stuff. To, yeah, and to, to go down. Yeah. Because look at what Gary O'Neill's doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. If Bournemouth go down, that's going to be a big, big, Calm. like, yeah. whoever made that decision in the, you know, you have to like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, like, 
big ups Gary O'Neill went back oh. there and won. But moving on, um, Brentford played Burnley. And again, like, I don't know if it's just like there's a real lack of quality in the Premier League this year, but oh my gosh we're we're watching we've got the Arsenal game on yeah. in the background apologize for any yeah, yeah yeah and Martinelli just went through but um yeah Brentford beat Burnley uh and yeah this, this just seems to be a real lack of quality in some of the teams in the Premier League this year because Burnley again <clears throat> causing their own problems yeah like okay fair enough and Buemo great goal great goal. Godos great goal two 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 great goals not yeah. really two but the way that Burnley just give them the give them the ball, give them opportunities. They're losing it on the halfway line, and all of a sudden the opposition is four v two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like you just caught that. Be doing but that. that is unfortunately that is coaching. That is like you're not drilling into your players where they need to be if the worst comes to the worst. Yeah, week on week, like one or two weeks, it's it's it can be an individual player, just you know not yeah. following the team. But like if every week. You're not putting that many men forward, but you also somehow always seem to be lighter. <laughs> so open. Yeah, yeah, so open. lighter than back. They, like, they, they, they turn the ball over, and honestly, it's maybe two passes before a click cut. Straight, straight through. Yeah. Straight. The first goal, they turn the ball over. Mope plays and Buemo, and Buemo plays with a goal. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the warning signs are, it's like, the, the problem with Burnley is like, they can concede any. They're not. It's not like oh, at least they're defensively good from set pieces and they don't really give up. You know, they can concede yeah, from yeah, set pieces. Yeah, they yeah. can, you know, they can concede from transition. They can concede from yeah. open play, even from a deep block. Ten men behind the ball. There's there is that lapse in concentration that is so pre- prevalent. Um, I, I and then obviously getting men sent off and like at the very, very, very least, if you know you're going to yeah. be fighting at the bottom of the table, you need to keep all your games eleven. Again, versus a 11. stupid tackle. Again, at silly. The, at silly. the very, very least, if you're going to be fine at the bottom of the table, you know you need to keep eleven versus eleven to have any hope of staying up. Because if you're if you're like struggling to work out if you have the quality eleven versus eleven, you definitely don't have the quality ten versus eleven. Yeah. You know. So I just don't. I, I don't have too much to say. And like Brentford, to be fair to them, good game. Happy they bounced yeah. back. Um, showing that it shows that like with the, the level from the old teams coming up. Um, and these new yeah. three sets yeah, of teams yeah, coming yeah. up because like Brentford are, are you know people had a lot of question marks over them people had a lot of question marks over their form um, you know they'd lost like however many of the last games coming into this barely kept a clean sheet and so this could have been a game Burnley could have looked at and said yo we can do yeah. something here yeah. and now for Brentford to come out as three you know, winners yeah. and comfortable routes it just um, and Buemo was dictating the game crazy. yeah his goal was crazy Great, crazy goal crazy goal it was goal. good play all round top bins yeah um but yeah, man, like I was going to ask you how, obviously, nine games into the season, um, when, if ever, does Vincent Company compromise in his in his philosophy? Who, his, who do Bernie have next week? Let me find out. They have Bournemouth. <laughs> and then they've got us at the Emirates. They've got Bournemouth away in the yeah. us. Um, we just make... spoke about Bournemouth as well and their manager. Yeah, this that is a that is that's a nine pointer. Yeah. That's that's a good take. Big, <laughs> big game, big game. That is a nine pointer because whoever loses that, I think, um, companies in a little bit less trouble than the yeah, new guy at Bournemouth. Yeah. If Bournemouth don't win that, I reckon he's sacked. Yeah, if he isn't sacked before then, if if Burnley get a win because it's because Bournemouth are at home. Yeah, exactly. if Burnley get a win at Bournemouth's place. And you're not picking up three points of, you know, Burnley at home or point of Burnley at home. You're not going anywhere. 
you're not going anywhere yeah, yeah. you're not going anywhere and like yeah it's yeah that, <laughs> it's, it's crunch time it's squeaky bum time for it's yeah. squeaky bum time for for Bournemouth for sure but nine games into the season yeah it's crazy but, yeah you gotta start still haven't got their first win gotta start getting points on the board but yeah moving on from that game man he played brighton um obviously like i mentioned earlier they went two no up um the docu show um uh, first match of the day did a whole thing on him just um <laughs> James Wilder slept well that night. He ripped. Saturday night, James Wilder got into bed and just fell asleep. I think, um, in hindsight, and fair play to Milner, man. Yeah, what, exactly. He was like 38, you know, You're coming up against Doku and the Etihad. Isolated, <laughs> can't beat one constantly. No help from your winger. Yeah, it's, it's never. A t- <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say, in hindsight. Of course, the Zerbi had to hook him, but in hindsight, maybe that wasn't. Maybe he didn't think Docker was starting. Maybe he thought it was going to be Greedish. And that's why Milner yeah, was in yeah, the team. Maybe, yeah. Because if you had an inkling that Docker was starting that game, Veltman has to give him there immediately. Yeah. And we, even Veltman's getting twisted. Exactly. Yeah. Milner yeah. was, he didn't know whether to like stick or twist, come short or drop yeah, deep. Yeah. Docker was like, Docker was taking a couple of touches and doing this like back heel thing that he does where he just, you know, turns yeah. <laughs> and he's gone. Yeah. And, he, you know, um, I think as well, to be fair, the way I looked at this game and I watched the full game was like, City came out early, put pressure on them, got the two goals, mm. Alvarez, Haaland. And I thought, yeah, like you, I thought, oh, it's going to be a rout. Yeah. Like this is just going to end up four or five. I thought my captain's a safe bet. You know, yeah. when Haaland got one in the early first half, I thought, yeah, yeah. well. From outside the box. Yeah, I thought there's, one, there's yeah. a penalty to come. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I actually want to give Bournemouth, not Bournemouth, I want to give Brighton a lot of credit because... They stayed in the game. They stayed in the game. The time went on. It got to the 70th minute, 80th minute. And I was like, hey, look, it's only still... They had chances as 2-0. well. 2-0. And they had chances. Yeah. Pascal Gross, I think, had one. Mm, mm, um, mm. Brighton, I mean, we've, we spoke about this in the pod about how the Zerbi is just like, I play my football, I play my football. You know? Um, so I, I did have a lot of respect because you know, this is still Man City. This is still Man City away from home. You know, it's, it's not his, his strongest team. He's still got a couple injuries and stuff. And he's still out here like, all right, you know, I'm going to play for the Lions. I'm going to yeah, press. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know. Same he, same thing. No matter who we play, it's going to be the same yeah. style. Well, but came off early. Milner came off. Um, <laughs> there was somebody else that came off. And it was like, surely that just, you had to adapt the game plan a little bit. But it's still core principles. Yeah. Are the, the exact same thing. And to only lose 2-1 at, at the Etihad. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, what, only only one man that I've seen rip Carl Walker in God knows how long <laughs> but Mitoma I might have just been that one clip yeah, but yo, he actually he, he kind of skinned him there um, Mitoma is a really like he's a really unique guy man because mm. like he doesn't even really do too many step overs yeah, or like yeah. you know drag backs or heel flicks but it's like, just it's so fluid exactly yeah exactly it's so clean you, yeah sometimes you just you, you, you don't know what his next step is going to be and even when you do know it it isn't always how you think it's gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look. You don't know which way he's gonna yeah, go. Yeah. So he stopped Walker, then went again. So, yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't really have too many concerns about Brighton. I think they're gonna be some of the big teams. They're gonna lose to um, some of the games by four or five, but they'll probably end up fifth or sixth. You know, more than fifth, but they'll probably I'm, I'm end up. I'm not sure because, and obviously, we'll get onto some of these teams, but Newcastle looking very good. Villa looking very yeah, good. Yeah, they do. I think at the moment, both, Villa's home both, form. Yeah, I think both those teams are looking better than Brighton at the minute. 
they do look better than Brighton at the minute. And I think you also forget that Haaland isn't just a penalty box striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can score outside. At, the at box. Dortmund, you did used to rip him a couple from yeah, outside yeah, the yeah. box. And Though then, it's the way City play. He only needs to be in the box, especially when KDB is there. Oh, there's no way, you know, with all the players that they have, there's no way. Pep is looking at Haaland saying drop deep. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Mingling with the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know? But yeah, a, couple, a point, um, Akanji got sent off. Yeah. So he's going to miss the Manchester derby. Oh. Um, I, I, I not, think... the, not that asking it because Pep will yeah. just go Walker, Diaz, Stones, Ake. Uh, long I'm, day. I'm also surprised that he's still playing Guardiola left back. Guardiola played well, man. He did play well. Yeah. He did play yeah. well. But I'm, I'm like, I thought this was an 88 million pound centre-back to sit right there with, <laughs> with Diaz, you know. Well, he's got enough. He's got too many. He's got stones. He's got you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I do hear it. Stones came back in. I don't, did, I don't think Diaz actually played. I think it was Stones and Akanji. Yeah, it was Stones, and then he brought Ake yeah. on as well at the end. Um, but yeah, Manchester derby this weekend should should That's be good. One. one question I wanted to ask you um, is: Is Julian Alvarez the second best striker in the league? Yeah, I was gonna. We need to go. Yeah, for sure, we need to come on to him. So assuming, assuming Erling Haaland is the best, unanimously the best. Is Julian Alvarez the second best in the league? yeah but I I, I, but I think I, I told you this last year so I think you know where I stand if Arsenal would had Julian Alvarez in the Arsenal team last year we I think we could have won the league yeah because he, he, he can the same thing again this year he obviously. could just give you guaranteed like 15, 16, 17 goals but the, the only reason I'm hesitant is because of how he is a striker but City using him as this yeah, like 9-10 yeah, yeah, hybrid yeah. thing but he he might have a not similar record to Salah, but he's he's been super consistent. Yeah, yeah. Since not even just the he's, season, he's, but since he's, he's come like to the club, minutes per goal, minutes yeah, per assist. Nuts. Yeah, and also some of his finishes, like today or yesterday on the weekend, it wasn't like the greatest finish ever. But yeah, some of his yeah, finishes yeah. are like, wow. Yeah, either yeah. foot. You know, I'm just gonna. He's calling it Fulham last year. When yeah, he just, like, there was the, it there was the one the... not in this Champions League game, but the the last Champions League game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, he's scoring free kicks. Yeah, like, yeah. He yeah. does it all. I, I think even when KDB's back, it's a super problem. Um, and Pep's already doing doing that thing in interviews. He should be back soon. He should be back soon. <laughs> KDB was at the yeah, UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even when KDB's back, I think I think Pep's gonna find a way for Alvarez to get in this team, whether that's he on the right, whether that's maybe KDB plays Top a bit deeper, deep Rodri, mm, whatever it is, I think Alvarez is gonna stay in this team. Uh, yeah, it's it's the G and the A's. It's not just one or the other, it's the G and the A's that he yeah, brings to this the team. Work rate, every, yeah, every the youthful yeah. energy. He's a proper, proper player, man. Yeah. One of my friends, I need to shout him out, Alan, Argentinian himself, was talking to me about Alvarez like two years ago. And obviously I'm just like, yeah, yeah. he plays for River. Yeah, he plays, yeah. Real, you know, River player. Yeah, he plays River. I was like, yeah. yeah. shouldn't get that one. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, you know, yeah. He looks he looks nice from the YouTube comps, but you know, who, who gives a fuck about guys from... <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, yeah. and see and he's yeah. pulled out. Well, well, you even said it a couple of weeks ago. Pep always finds that gives Gabriel Jesus yeah, yeah. before that. It, the, the, is, this is the guy that's going to replace Aguero. <laughs> um, yeah, now it's Julian Alvarez. But they hit the ground running. With the Pep makes sure that the South American guys yeah. hit the ground running. Yeah. There's no like, oh, he used to settle on adapt and did it. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, four and two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Straight away, yeah. come in, get it done. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, obviously City won again. They went top after that game. Um, obviously, I think they're second now because Spurs <laughs> won yesterday. But... Newcastle played Palace. Um, there's not too much to say on Palace. All I'm going to say is just a bad day at the office for Palace. I think they're missing um, too many players, man. Yeah, like, I think I said this to you. Watching Palace without Eze, it's <laughs> pointless. Isn't it? It's just um, and and obviously St James's Park. That kind of thing can happen. So I think that's that's all we need to say on Palace. But Newcastle deserve some time 
they yeah. deserve some. They've climbed up. They've climbed. You know, after the first international break, they were like fifteenth. Mm. Like they'd lost two out of the three. Yeah. Um, because they had a hard start. They had that shock loss to Liverpool. Oh shit. Oh, sh- that- um, <laughs> that might have been some poor distribution from David Rea there. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people at the start of the season thought Newcastle might fall off a bit. Um, myself included, I thought, yeah, two games a week, maybe they don't have the squad depth. The start they had wasn't great. Um, but wow, man, they're just they're looking good. They're just putting performance after performance. I, I, I didn't actually think Newcastle were going to fall off. Um, no, I didn't think it'd be big, but I thought they're going to struggle to make Champions League again. I, I to be but fair, I don't know. They they might not make it, but they're gonna be there or thereabouts. They're gonna be there or thereabouts. That's for sure. Uh, I I just like what Eddie Howe's doing with these like not big name players, the Longstaffs, and you know the the yeah, Sean Longstaff man, speak on it. Yo, it's crazy. One of my guys had Sean Longstaff in FBO. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was, my shout out to my guy Chris, but I was like, who's who's foreseeing this? Yeah, yeah. who's foreseeing these kind of events? Um, he's getting the best out of Aaron Gordon. You know, yeah. um, I think the thing about Newcastle as well is they kind of have a deep squad, so there is always well, going to be Jacob Murphy. Yeah, one goal, two assists, could have had more assists. But, that, but he, a couple like, for example, he, he was like on fire yesterday <laughs> or, or on Saturday. He was causing Palace. Eric Mitchell didn't know what was going sorts. on. But I think that's the I think that's the best thing about Newcastle. And that's the problem Newcastle are going to be is um, there's always going to be a new hero. Like, it wasn't Armouron this week, but it could be Armouron next week. It, it could be Aaron Gordon next week. Harvey Barnes is going to come back. It could be it could be Isak. It could yeah, be Wilson. Callum Wilson back. You yeah. know, it, you know, Willock has, I've just seen him in training this week for the first time. Yeah. You know, so they have quality who could end up being the man for them. And I think the good thing about a lot of these guys is that they know they're not the Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. So they don't have any real ego. They're just willing to work. They work hard. Play team, hard. Yeah, yeah sure. you know. And credit Eddie Howe for that. Well, exactly, exactly. Big time. big time credit for Eddie Howe. Um, and, and, you know, just for putting these this run together, these runs together, the clean sheets together. Um, St. James's Park is, yeah, it's just a place yeah. that you don't really want to go to. You don't really want to, you have to be on your, you have to be yeah. on your shit to get, you know, to get anything. And, and on, on like the, the stats that have been going around this week, they're like top four goals scored, mm. XG, shots, shot conversion, shots in the box. Shots created, like, they're big, they're yeah, up there as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, like you say, man, they're, they're just, they're tearing teams apart. I can't, I like, I can't like stress this enough how, cause like last year I saw Arsenal struggle in a lot of games that like, I was hoping I'd go to the stadium and just be able to chill out. Yeah. 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 And, and it was just intense. And that's just like, that yeah. seems to just be Arsenal DNA to yeah, just true. like never give the fans any respite. One of them the hard way. Yeah, exactly. But for Newcastle to just be like, yeah, four. Yeah. Crystal Palace hold four, Sheffield hold eight, like <laughs> PSG hold four. Yeah. Like they're just dishing out the goals. Like you have to respect it. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 pretty commendable. Yeah. Um and like you say, man, say it, we go to St. James's in two next weeks. Week, yeah. So <laughs> it's big. Gonna be tough. It's, it's gonna huge. be tough. But, I said I said I said if we go in there still unbeaten, um I'll yeah, be, we had this conversation. I'll be a very happy guy. Yeah. I'll be a very happy boy if we go in there still unbeaten. And we won there last year. Yeah. Different yeah. game, obviously, this year, but we and won there last big, year. Big pressure last Huge year. Huge pressure on us. I remember last in like year. the first 30 seconds, they hit the post. Yeah. People all gave away a penalty that got overturned. <laughs> it, was, it was ropes at the beginning. But yeah, um, we're, we're, big, we're putting a big, big performance there last year. Yeah. You know, Newcastle now fifth, um, and they're only going to climb. Yeah. They're only going to climb. So I, I agree with you that they're, they're going to be there and thereabouts in, in the Champions League places. And 
Um, I kind of hope that they get there ahead of the old guys like United, Chelsea, and well, they're looking like a much more cohesive, a much better team than those guys. So I think their chances are pretty high at the moment. But we'll move on from um that game to Nottingham Forest versus Luton. This was just poor um, from Nottingham Forest, man. Yeah, Forest went one 0 up. Luton <laughs> made it one one. Forest went two one up. Luton made it two two. Um. But the, the Forest just threw the game yeah, away. Yeah, they threw the like, game away. The defending on both the goals, especially the second one, <laughs> it's man. It's just ridiculous. It's just like, I was having a conversation with my dad, and I was like, watching the highlights on Match of the Day, I was like, you could tell that the Nottingham Forest defenders aren't used to up teams saying, yeah, we're just going to knock it long yeah. and just have a big man. Nottingham Forest are used to the Premier League teams trying to play in and around. But they've them. only been here for a year. But when you get Elijah Adebayo, and he's like, he looks like he's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he looks... He, uh, yeah, and you're just knocking it long. The ball, like, it was on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> just it, it takes it down, yeah. buries it, like... You know. And, and fair play to Luton, man. Come back away from home. Um, never say die attitude. Pick up a valuable point. Um... A lot of guys mentioned that Luton can stay up just for the vibes. You know, they can do it off the vibes. But if you show yeah. that kind of fight yeah, and all the way to the end, there's that desire, then you actually can pick up, you know, wins. You can pick up points. I, w- I was actually going to ask you who of the three promoted teams, Luton, Burnley and Sheffield, have the best chance of staying up? You'd have to say Luton because they yeah. can at least show you that they can score goals. Whereas after four or five games, we, we were sat here like, they're gone. They're done. Yeah. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, like you say, they're the only team or the promoted teams that I think they're showing some character some they're showing character, some fight, some fight that they actually want to be here yeah. and like do you think the man I, th- I think they have the best chance of those teams I haven't watched enough but I wonder if the manager has changed some stuff from the first couple of games do you think he's been the, the one to go earlier but like, alright man I see this road because like Luton didn't, didn't, yeah, it's like they barely scored for the first couple of games and then yeah, now yeah, yeah. you know they got they've scored versus Everton two goals you know I, I think he, I think versus... he's definitely embraced the let's just knock it long yeah. like let's not play to our like, fuck around with it and try yeah. and play and because then like probably i don't know 15 16 teams in the premier league now try and press you high yeah if they if they think they, they're better than you which most of the premier league teams oh. will think when they play luton they'll press you high so i reckon he's just gone let's just negate all of that yeah. and just knock it and long. If, you got, if you have a guy like Adebayo, yeah for sure. and carlton morris there's gonna there's yeah. gonna be a premier league defender who will make a mistake who misjudge the fly of the ball think he's got the strength yeah and just push him to the That's side literally like, what happened yeah yeah just push him to the side <clears throat> on um on nottingham forest i um i did make a comment a couple of weeks ago um and and you did start laughing, but I asked if um, Man United had made a mistake selling Anthony Alango. <laughs> and he picked up it's, two assists hey, on the weekend. Hey, he's been balling. Two great balls in no, for Chris Wood. He's been balling. Um, and I don't know, man. Have have United made a mistake? Is is he a winger that United could maybe do with right now? Do you know, the, the problem is, the reason United haven't made a mistake is because Anthony Alango was never going to be a big name or a household name or like a name that will sell T-shirts. Yeah, and that's what United need. Whether you're good or bad, that's what United need. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they don't they don't care actually how good you are at football. We need a big guy, seven on his back, CR7's back, yeah. you know, the regen, yeah, yeah, yeah. sell T-shirts. £100 million pound exactly. right wing off. They, they got complacent. They thought like, oh, we know Anthony. We've had him from the Youth Academy. Da, 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 yeah. da. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so for that reason alone, it's like Anthony could, he could get 10 and 10 and United would still get sit with Anthony because he's going to sell t-shirts. Yeah, and, yeah. And, he, and he's, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, but he yeah, would get into the team. Exactly. You, you would get you in minutes. It and you would say, obviously, Rashford... He's coming off in the 60th minute these days. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rashford's having a tough time of it, but but you you would taste better than anger. Um, but Anthony and Sancho, Anthony Anthony is he's better than um the Palestries and and the Garnachos, but yeah. you know, um, he's more effective, yeah, for sure, you know, and so and those guys are the guys getting minutes now, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you can't um, tell me that he wouldn't, yeah. But yeah, big up to him, man. He made the move. He left Man United. He said, "I want it. I want want Pay game football. time." Um, and he's he's doing his thing there, man. Hey, him uh, and Cho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's out. But um, yeah, moving on from that. To, I shout um, Chris Wood though. Two goals. Yeah, Chris Wood breaks. In yeah, one year's absence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to uh to the London derby, um, the rivalry that I will still say with my chest out that Chelsea fans beg. I don't. I really don't think Arsenal care about Chelsea that much. But nah, you can't say that. We hate them. We don't love them. Nah, okay. We don't love them. And we always love Chelsea's downfall. Always. It's because of there is there is a little bit of needle, Ashley Cole, Gallas over the years. Yeah, but like there was that time when they were just dogging on us and then RBD this, changed. They, they, this is Chelsea's biggest game of the season when they play Arsenal. Um yes. We're 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 probably the where, biggest... when the fixture list comes out. We look at it and depending on... We have bigger games. Yeah, United yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. Depending on where you should lie as an Arsenal fan, it's either Tottenham or Man United. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's the game I want to win. We have bigger games. Um, For me personally, it's Tottenham. What about you? <sighs> when the fixture list comes out, what's the game you look at and say, yeah, that, I want to win that game? Um... It's a toss-up. In, in any given season, no matter what. Obviously, Arsenal in title race. So United, yeah, United, United yeah. I, yeah. Like I hate Tottenham. Don't get me wrong, um, but I have an expectation not to lose that game always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the United one, more more recently, to be fair, I have the expectation not to lose. But like, it's just the history of them dogging on us when yeah, we were younger. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I want, I want at least ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want at least <laughs> just domination. Yeah, yeah. That Liverpool, what Liverpool did. I want a generation of United yeah. fans to look at us afraid. Yeah, oh, yeah, those yeah. Arsenal fans. <laughs> but yeah, like to my point, it's either Tottenham or it's Man United. Yeah. But for Ch- I think all Chelsea fans look at it and say, yeah, let's beat Arsenal. Yeah. That is their biggest they, I, I their agree with you on thing. that. They try and force their way into Yeah, like, uh, it's like it's like there's us and Tottenham. Tottenham hate Arsenal, Arsenal hate Tottenham, and Chelsea are just kind of there. It's just so West London, just gonna beg you. You they, you know, but it's because go, go chat to Fulham. Fulham and Brentford yeah, exactly, and <laughs> QPR. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, London Derby um, and a lot to talk about on this game. So uh, we'll start with Chelsea because, um, yo, I'll be real, bro. <laughs> 70 minutes into that game, I was sat there watching it and I was like, damn, we're actually going to record a podcast where Arsenal have lost. I said that. I said the game's done. I said oh, in the group chat. I was like, what are we going to say? I said in the group chat, I was like, by the way, this game, he, he took off... Um, was it Jesus and Odegaard? And I was like, oh yeah, by the way, this game's over. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, um, and just the way the way Chelsea were, were keeping the ball and the, the like... We looked like we had nothing. The body language of the Arsenal players just looked like they'd kind of accepted. Yeah. Or, apart from one man. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, who we stand up, Stands up to get counted. Um, Deckers, oh, this is not looking but, good, by the way, for, for Saka. But yeah, we'll... Um, from, from looking at Chelsea, I, I was looking at that and I thought... This is the first real Pochettino performance team yeah. performance that I've seen. That's that's the first time I've watched Chelsea, and I thought, yeah, I can see a Pochettino team in yeah. there. There was a lot of hard work. Yeah, um, similar to what he had at Tottenham. Yeah, they didn't really give us any time, any space. Obviously, Arsenal being as bad as they were, 
and we were shocking and we'll get into our performance Chelsea capitalized on it no they did they did uh, I thought Chelsea were I was saying before the game and I, I was one of those guys who wasn't giving Chelsea enough credit because I was saying before the game that like yeah this is just gonna be uh you know, three 0 by half time. I knew Saka Jesus Martinelli was going to start. I thought we we're going to blow them out of the water. To be fair, I thought Thomas was going to start, um, but I thought we we had an opportunity to blow them out of the water. But Chelsea, they were on it, man. They were really yeah. on it from from day one. Thiago yeah. Silva was making important blocks. Um, Conor Gallagher was running around like a madman, putting a lot of pressure on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the conditions were right for us, but I, I don't really have any excuses. This was this was like by far the worst seventy minutes yeah. I've seen Arsenal put in this season, and for yeah. a couple for a, couple, a while, yeah, probably. for like. We just had no pattern of play. Chelsea dominated, dominated us stuck. for the first 75 minutes. The ball never stuck yeah. to anybody up top. Just careless giveaways, just like yeah. on the ball for three seconds, there's an easy pass and I'm just going to play it wider than an out for throwing. Bad first touches. Yeah, like, it, was just it was just so, so sloppy. So sloppy. I, I agree that this was like a fun, foundational performance for Pochettino mm. to build off of. It's like now you set the standard. But with that though, like we, they got a penalty, which is a penalty, but you know, ref didn't give it via to intervene type of thing. Could have gone the other way, if the, you know. Yeah. And then they, they, get... they, they, they also people saying Arsenal got lucky with their goals, whatever. Chelsea should have won the game. May, maybe Chelsea should have won the maybe, game from yeah. the position that they were in. <clears throat> but you got to think and remember, like you say, Chelsea's goals were a pen and a miss it cross. and a miss it cross. Like so, like it, it, we were bad. <clears throat> we were bad. But we didn't give up chances. Yeah, Cole, Cole Palmer came close. We started to at two 0 Yeah, yeah. Cole, Cole Palmer came close in the first half. You know, it was whiskers wide, that kind of thing. But like, that is the most notable chance for me that I was like, mm. um, Nicholas Jackson had one. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Jackson had one. Where I was like, all right, you know, this, you know. But I, I, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd definitely feel like it's two points lost. There's, there's yeah, no 100%. doubt about that. Um, but I think from I woke up Sunday morning. Yeah, buzzing. yeah. But I think from an Arsenal perspective, I was just like. We can never play that badly again yeah. this season. Well, 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 we'll get on to that. I think I think Chelsea deserves a bit more praise. In, they, in particular, Thiago Silva. Yeah, he was big. He was big. 39 years old. Premier League centre-back mm. against mm. Mm. title title challengers. Second a very tough team. front three. Exactly. Um, and he was big time, man. And, and respect to him at that think, age, doing what he's doing. I don't even think Cole played that well. I think Thiago was... Yeah, Cole was a bit suspect. I think Thiago was just like, I'm going to hold everybody's hand yeah, back here. Yeah. Nothing's going to get through. Because uh, a lot of Chelsea fans thought that it would be Dezazi and Colwell and eventually Thiago Silva would kind of be phased out. But it shows you there, man. Like No, you need him for those Anything games. in the box. He was clearing, like playing out from the back. He was composed, yeah. getting through the lines. Um, so shout out him and the other person who um, Bat had him fourth and he did tell us he wanted an apology on this podcast <laughs> but Cole Palmer turned up and one thing on Cole Palmer is and I want to ask you is that like how because to me it was so clear so evident but how how obvious is it that he's had a pep upbringing yeah 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 his touches yeah his decision making in certain times like even even when you think Precious building, 2 0 up, got to keep the ball 2 1 even. Like, he's just, you can tell we just had that pep upbringing. Yeah, like, for sure. I'll drop deep, I'll take the ball, I'll keep it ticking. No, for sure. Um, he, yeah. He was, he was probably their best player, to be yeah. honest. And when he came off, it kind of changed the game for us in our favor. I think he deserves a lot of credit, Cole Palmer, um, because he's finding his feet. Yeah. And there was no real, up until now, it's like you couldn't say he was, a, he should be a guaranteed starter. He should 100% get on the team. Yeah. She, 
deadline day signing, Noni, you know, Mudrik, yeah. all of these guys, you have to, Sterling, you have to try and get ahead of. But now it's like, you know, penalty should be his. Yeah, stepped up, took the pen. Penalty should be his. He should be on the team sheet. In either, whether it's in the 10 position, whether it's in the winger position, he was even doing, like, as you say, like a bit of an eight job in, yeah. in midfield. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like at times he was coming, he was dropping. Deep. But, you, you, but it's like, these are I, I don't know, you, you can tell that like, Especially with an English player, man. This, the English players don't, don't <laughs> they don't move, have, yeah, they don't play, yeah, yeah. They don't they don't occupy space and control the ball and receive that, the ball. To be fair, that's what you get when you're with David Silva and yeah. and Bernardo Silva guys, and yeah. all of these guys who just like can accept the ball in with two men on them yeah, yeah. under pressure. You, I think you learn and you pick up that know how. And I think the best thing for Cole Palmer for sure. And I, I'm I respect his mentality first and foremost. Obviously, to go and tell Pep like, hey, look, I need minutes. You know, I've, on, I know on, you on want this, to treble. I know you want to treble, but I need minutes. Yeah, yeah. On this, I, and I'm glad you brought it up because I did actually want to ask you as well. Like, <clears throat> obviously, the Man City Academy graduate, the other Man City Academy graduate, Phil Foden, won everything there is to win the game, won the treble. So this isn't me saying anything against Phil Foden. Like, he's a good player and he's won what he's won. You can't dispute that. But mm. I, I respect Cole Palmer a lot for saying I'm not I'm not happy with like yeah. here and there minutes yeah. like just sub minutes kind of play play every three games maybe play the unimportant games yeah. like I respect him for saying no you know what? I'm gonna go to Chelsea and I'm gonna try and be one of the main guys there and obviously take a different route to the one Phil Foden did not that like one's right one's wrong but yeah, I just yeah. I I respect <laughs> it and obviously he's he's got the trophies in his cabinet regardless of how much he played he, he won he, he won part of the treble yeah, he won him, he won him. um and whatever and now he's gone and he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play i'm gonna be the main man and what we said at the start of the season we were like this is phil foden's time to come in and see, no yeah. mares obviously good yeah. has gone yeah and be like yeah this is my team i'm gonna yeah. and phil foden in my opinion has not done that yeah yeah but cole palmer's gone to chelsea and he's already starting to show like yeah i'm, I'm gonna be the guy in this team yeah no i i, I agree but i think um part of what feeds into that was the, the, the hype on Phil Foden. Like Pep came out and said, we're never going to sell him. He's the best. Yeah. He was, you know, 15, 16 or however old Better he was. Messi or whatever. All of yeah. that kind of stuff. So it was Manchester born and raised. So I think there was just this additional pressure to see him do well at City. Um, whereas what, but I do respect Cole Palmer a lot because even the decision to go to Chelsea, it's not like Anthony Langer going to Nottingham Forest mm, guaranteed mm. starter. It's like, as I said, there was Noni, Sterling, Mudrik, mm, mm all of these guys who potentially are ahead of you um, in the pecking order and you actually, you literally have to fight for your place. And he's done it and he showed that he's, he's, he's better than a lot of them right now and um, he's holding it down. So I, I think it can only bode well for his career because he has the pep upbringing. Now, if he does get minutes, by the time he's 25, 26, whatever it is, with 100, 200 games underneath him and the experience of Pep and David Silver and Bernardo Silver and all of this, they could legitimately be a very, very, very good player yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and for Foden, Foden will always be a very good player, but I think you're right. As long as Pep is there and as long as... In Pep's doing rotations, there's always going to be this question marks of is he a, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. is he a star, yeah. you know. Um, whereas I think Cole Palmer's like, you know, fuck these aspersions, you know, yeah, yeah, the concern, I'm, I'm here to play football. He, he's just, he's kind of just gone and said, you know, what, I'm just going to go to another club and I'm going to be that guy. Mm. Um, and Chelsea can actually build around him, yeah, 100, 100, because he's got the talent, he's obviously got the quality. Um, all those years with Pep, like we said, you can obviously see that. Um, 
So yeah, a good performance from Chelsea. Probably, I think a lot of Chelsea fans saying their best performance of the season. Um, yeah, but don't you our, think our, our worst performance of the season. It fits into the theme, though. They said Arteta was saying before the game that Chelsea have been unlucky with some of their results. Mm-hmm. That is their best performance of the season. This is our worst performance of the season. Like the difference now. What is this? You know, yeah, doesn't it yeah. show that the levels of the two clubs? Um, <clears throat> it does for sure. Because I was talking to a Chelsea fan, and I was thinking, and I was saying, and he was almost saying that they bottled it and whatever. And yeah, you can kind of look at it mm-hmm. that way. But Chelsea aren't going to play a team. <clears throat> with Arsenal's quality every week. Yeah. Like, Chelsea dominated us for 75 minutes, but we had two moments yeah. in the whole game we took them. where Declan Rice's shot and Bakaro Saka's cross of just pure, yeah, quality. like, A1 quality. And, and and Chelsea, when they're 2-0 up against most other teams, other teams aren't going to have those two moments. You know. I mean, yeah, and on this, we'll, we'll move on to Arsenal and the fight back and... um getting points when we don't deserve yeah, them for sure. at all. Because I think we, we robbed a point. We deserve to lose that game. 100%. We didn't even deserve a draw. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, but that's that's big, big team spirit, big character. And on this Robert Sanchez mistake, Declan Rice. Yeah, it's huge. Comes. I couldn't believe it, actually, when, the, when, it, when it went in. Or well, when yeah. he took the shot. No, I was the, like... the way he's bent it around Enzo, and then it's gone in, in the side netting. Do you know what it reminded me of? Um, it reminded me of KDB with Tommy Asu last year. And I was so happy to be like, oh, we're the team. Yeah, just capitalised. Yeah, and after that, it, it was like, because like I said, the, the body language of the Arsenal players, the way they were Everything moving, it's, it just seemed like it, it kind of, they'd, they'd, I don't want to say given up, yeah, but they kind of like... They'd accepted that this accepted, was not day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That they were, and then Declan Rath comes and does that. And then the hot, if that game goes on for another 10 minutes, Arsenal probably win 100%. the game. 100%. Like, and that's where, obviously, last last week we did the top 10 signings. A lot of play, a lot of guys had Declan Rath in first place. And this is, this is obviously the sort of tangible difference that I'm looking at, man. Like... Those those small games, we have the facilities to dispatch teams, mm, right? Mm. Um, Sheffields, Burnleys, yeah. whoever it is, like we have the facility to do that. But in these big games, when it matters and we need to like get the points on the board, we spoke about him in the Man City game. He scored the winner in the Man United game. He scored in this game at Stamford Bridge to get us back in the game. Mm-hmm. He's turning up when it matters most. Mm. It's huge, man. I, I like. And this was a this was an area of the game that they had a lot of question marks over. Is he going to bring that? I didn't even necessarily need him to bring goals and assists yeah. to this yeah. team. It wasn't one of the things that I was going to judge him on um, at, come the end of the season. But I mean, you, I, you, yeah, you literally can't put a price or, or the feeling on it of we should get nothing out of a game yeah. and we get something. And you're you know what Starman, you know, or your most expensive player is the biggest catalyst for yeah. that change. And as I say, like, Sanchez, for sure, bad pass, mm. you know, shouldn't happen. But, n- like, eight out of ten times, I swear to you, no one will punish them the way yeah. Declan Rice yeah. has, has punished them. It's a miss hit, goes over the ball. It goes over the wide. You know, yeah. 100% fans are laughing at him. Um, and and then, and what I liked even more was, like, it wasn't, there was no celebration. There was no, it's like, yo, come on, come on, lads. Let's yeah. get back yeah. to this. Yeah. You know, like, 100%. this game isn't done. Do you, remember, do you remember when Giroud made it 2-2 at Bournemouth? He's <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, that's done. Like, yeah, no, it's this, like, let's go again. Yeah, let's, let's go, go again. again. Like, And, and oh, you know, obviously the goal in itself is, I think, is amazing. But I think Declan Rice was probably our best, you know, best player. I had a very good game um, in Especially terms of... Exactly. In, in terms of trying to, trying to make himself 
trying to make himself um, available for the ball, trying to do two people's jobs, trying to do the yeah. six and the yeah. eight job, um, trying to protect Jorginho as much as possible from Conor Gallagher. Conditions weren't the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just can't fault his efforts yeah. and, and what he's, and he's also bringing quality, exactly. which is just like exactly. a happy marriage. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it's huge, man. Yeah. And then, as sure. you say, Bakayo Saka, yeah. I think he deserves a shout out. He, he didn't have a good game. Yeah, everyone was saying, how's he still on the pitch? He did not off. have a yeah. good game. Barely got any change out of Kukureo. Yeah, exactly. Kukureo kind of had it. Barely got any change out of Kukureo. But um, that he sees a ball and he, moment. he sees a ball and he plays it. And he has, what, 10 goals and assists in 10 games? Yeah, yeah. It's J-Man. Like, and it's crazy. I've, I've got it written here, man. Trossard scores big goals. As another community shield, like wherever in a way, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this guy turns up and it's a great finish. I think well, he has over outside of the foot, you know, which I think. Oh is, my god, say it ain't so. That was amazing from Gabriel. Say Hitchin. it ain't so. And Gabriel Martinelli has put Arsenal one nil up. Champions League debut goal. Yo, you you missed Script. that. Oh, what is he? Yeah, is he good. offside? No, no, all good, all good. You missed that from Gabriel Jesus. What Gabriel Jesus does here is incredible. You know, uh, the, I, I was, I don't know if I sent you the tweet, but there was a lot of guys commenting about, um, you know, that Edward Hagen guy. He just posted yeah, a photo yeah, yeah. of uh, Martinelli's like wrist with the, with yeah, the yeah, the strap. Yeah, and yeah, I saw yeah. everybody like <laughs> 13 minutes into the game when he <laughs> yeah, scores, yeah. I will be there. <laughs> you know, this is Augusto C's. <laughs> But and I was telling the Chelsea fan, man, I think Gusto's better than Reese James. Gusto played. You know, I, I wanted to say when you I were just he's speaking, speaking about that, I think Gusto played well that game. Yeah, and uh, obviously fell asleep on the goal. Here, look, watch this from Gabby Jesus. Sticks. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just about to get rid of him. You can't. <laughs> I'm cold. So cold. Oh, right, the extra right touch right on the, around the of keeper. The extra touch on the yeah. keeper. Crazy. And uh, uh, Ramon Sanchez Pizwan Stadium does not matter, man. Ice <laughs> in the veins. He was born here. Is half that... time. Half time. Great. Perfect. But yeah, anyway, back to the game. Obviously, Trossard scores big goals. No doubt. Shout out him. Two people I want to talk about. Um, and one of these guys actually deserves a bit more time. So we'll talk about the other one first. Kai Havertz. Yeah. Had him number one on my list last week. Hey. Manchester City turns up, makes a difference. Chelsea away turns up and he makes the difference man and you look at and obviously people might find that funny but yo crashes the box huh? they, they did this on mnf as well jamie carragher was like havertz came on they went four four Arsenal went four four two mm. and raya just started kicking it long in the last 20 minutes and havertz was just he's winning, winning everything he's winning knockdowns yeah. um Presidents. passes to teammates he's involved in the goal I'm happy for Havertz to build this way in, in the sense of like, you come on you 20 minutes, you make good cameos, you build up your confidence because I know that obviously there's going to be games where he starts um, and I just need him. I think the only thing, one of the biggest things missing for Havertz is just confidence. Mm. Like you can yeah. do all of the stuff that yeah. Arteta's asking you to do, man. I just need you when you get into these left eight positions to be like, I'm I I'm gonna play the you know yeah, Trossard gets yeah. in there and he's like just just back make, yourself exactly. a bit more back yourself. Um, but I think he had a really good cameo, man. Yeah, Thiago Silva wasn't expecting, and they all played with him. But like, I don't think they were expecting him to be that aggressive, jumping for every header, yeah. jumping for every yeah. ball. Um, on the goal, he crashes the box, yeah. draws yeah. like a, you know yeah. two men in. Um, I don't want to go over the top, but I think he's he's just quietly getting better. Yeah, just quietly getting and better. For 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 anyone that like. And look, look, we're not going too far with the Havertz stuff, right? And it, it, 
he's played a good cameo and he's he has really changed the game for Arsenal there. Even Carragher on Monday Night Football said it. So that's not even that's not Arsenal bias. But if you look at this Kai Havertz signing and you want to understand people say why Mikarta spent 65 million Havertz. You could have spent 65 million better elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to know why he spent it on Kai Havertz, literally just watch that 15 minutes where he came on. Because last year when we couldn't break a team down when we were struggling we had no plan B. Yeah. It was always just I, I, was, I was try and feed it through, get it to Odegaard, try I was and work just the about lines. To say, I think what and what other player obviously Ivan Tony's being spoken about now, but you gotta remember he's he's banned till January, so it would have made no sense to sign him in the summer. Yeah. What other player realistically could Arsenal gone have signed that was gonna provide that aerial threat and that like aerial duel winning impact i, I, I think it goes beyond does. that i think it goes beyond the aerial threat and duel winning impact i think the reason i spend the money on 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 Havertz is the versatility that's definitely a big part of it though man. it's a hundred percent a big part like, of it, i don't i if, if Havertz is five nine i don't think he makes the signing no maybe so maybe so because I, I think he he recognized we need that option but i think i think honestly i, I think Honestly, it's the versatility. Arteta is so complex in his formations and his mm. structure and how he sets up teams. And you could, you've seen it already in the first eight games of the season where Havertz will start a position and start a game in left eight, move up to centre forward, yeah, be yeah, pushed yeah. out to, to a winger. Like he has a guy who he trusts in three or four separate positions on the pitch. And you can't spend 65 million on three or four different players every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, and and I think that's why the height comes into it because if Arteta needs a big man, number nine type of guy, he could put Havertz in there. Yeah. If Arteta yeah. needs a sort of silky guy in the eight position to, to create space, make decoy runs, open up stuff, yeah, for overguards, he could put Havertz in there. If Saka gets injured for a, a lengthy period of time and we need somebody to cover for him out wide, Havertz has done that before. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you need the false nine shift. I just think Arteta spend the money on him to be versatile. So I think it's going to be really tough to judge Havertz because it's like he's not going to play in one position to get. And I think I was, I was arguing with a coworker about this. He's not going to play in one position where you're like, oh, Havertz is playing here, therefore he should get me eight and five. Or he's playing <laughs> yeah, as a number yeah. nine, he should get me ten yeah, and you yeah. know ten and six. He's not going to be a guy where at the end of the season you can look at his numbers and say oh, he's played well or he hasn't played well. Yeah. Is yeah. He, week by week, literally week by week, he's going to get given a different job to do mm-hmm. and you can kind of really only judge him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can kind of really only judge yeah. him on Like that. a very specialised weapon. And like, exactly. Yeah. As, as, tailored, as tailored fit as it gets to whatever the manager's plan is, and then I agree because he's six four yeah. or however tall he is. I I, I genuinely think that's like, that's such a massive part of it because it, it was obvious to tell from even us as fans that that's what we were lacking last year when we played Man City at the Etihad. What Man City did was they just pumped it long to Haaland. Um, you know, in that game that obviously we yeah, ended up yeah. losing. All they did, Rob Holding, didn't know what yeah, exactly, was they just because they thought, yeah, Arsenal going to press us. We were pressing really well last year. They just thought, yeah, let's go long and play off Erling Haaland. And I think Arteta kind of realised, like, we we need that option. We need to be able to do that. And in the Man City game and this game, he's realised, yeah, put Havertz on there. And Havertz has made a difference in both games. Right, I agree. And we come away from Man City at home, Chelsea away with four points. Yeah. And, you know, I was, was going to say that as well to, like, how Arsenal fans feel about this Um you know, results or everything. I was like, if if the if the results were vice versa, if we drew two two versus Man City and won one nil at Chelsea or whatever, you take we, it. We'd be saying, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll push on from here. Yeah. Season, you know. So it's it's like, 
Yeah, football's funny. If, if we'd beaten Man City and then lost this game two 0 it's crazy. It would have just been a bit like, what's going on? Yeah, but to come away with the but the guy that I did mention, that I think deserves maybe a bit. Probably won't end up getting as much time as Havertz, but Tomiyasu. Yes. Like, yeah. Zinchenko's hooked at half time. Yeah. The Again, like not singling players out because everyone from Arsenal was, was, was not good in that first half. I also don't and think Zinchenko's yellow was a yellow, but go on. He was getting twisted by Sterling. Yeah. Um, and it was just story. it was just red waiting to happen. Another like Zinchenko getting caught out. He wasn't great in possession. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, and the amount of times that I've seen Tomiyasu not only come on for Zinchenko, but start going to midfield, invert. He was doing all of that. And he's just... He's so, I, Chelsea, I know a Chelsea fan who was at the game, Oman, who gave his list last week. He he told me after the game, we had like a little debrief about what, the game and everything. And he was like, man, you don't realise how good Tomiyasu is. Yo. And I, I was like to him, yo, trust me, I we realised. Tomiyasu came on, won his first duel and I felt safe. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. nothing's happening yeah. down that wing yeah. anymore. And I agree. I think what I love about Tomiyasu the most is obviously he he's such a like, you can use pause. You can use me any way you want. You know, if you need me to invert, I'll invert. But I, I think so much that, like, as Te- much as technically good, I think as much as he's inverting, he's not doing Zinchenko's job. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he is the body. Um, yeah, he has he's inverting, and he's he but might... to even be able to do that, like with his frame, his yeah, stature, with everything. But but he's good off both feet. He's good off both feet. He he, he's not playing the line breaking passes exactly. that Zinchenko's playing. He's he's but... the blocker for any counter attacks yeah. and he's comfortable because he's a central defender so it's like he should have a better understanding of what to do if things do break out exactly you exactly. know that's his inversion um but i think he deserves a lot of credit for coming on putting in a, a solid 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 45 minutes yeah um and he just shows he's the first choice if anybody goes down in the yeah. back four he's the first choice and he's he can do a job just as well as any of those guys I, f- I think he he is so so important to this team and what we're trying to do when we we spoke earlier briefly about us going to St James's Park next weekend Tommy Asu has to start that game. yeah it's a huge game for him we do not play Zinchenko in that it's game it's too big do yeah not, do not play the Zinchenko in that big. game you play Tommy Asu and when you line up Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, that's that is like similar to the City yeah. four centre backs thing. The way they line up is solid. One thing I, I wanted to quickly ask you about before we move on was Odegaard and like some of yeah. the some of the, the the narratives that have been coming out. I just personally, I think Odegaard had like his worst game. I had this on my notes as well about Odegaard. Yeah, I thought I, he was shocking. I thought he had his worst. Like, like let's 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 not sugarcoat it. Nothing he was awful. Nothing stuck. No, his pass accuracy could honestly be five or ten percent. I feel like no ball got to where he wanted to go. Nothing stuck. Even there was there was just like there was. I remember one or two occasions where it's like we rarely ever worked the ball through the middle, and then we found Odegaard in a pocket of space and he couldn't control it. Yeah, and yeah. it slips and it slips away from. Or him. he played a bad pass. Yeah, or he like he played the wrong like Jesus made a run, Martinelli's made a run, but he's played the wrong ball. Like instead of putting it outside him, he's put it inside him, or yeah. you know yeah. whatever it yeah. was. And I just thought, man, like, oh, this is tough to watch. No, but, for, for, yeah, go on, go on. But I was going to ask, you know, a lot of people are making so many bones about his you big, see Fuad coming his big game. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. even finish the episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah. His big game um, criteria or, or like, does he do it in big yeah, games? Yeah. And what what's your take on that? Yeah. Are you worried? Did you give in to the agenda a little bit or at all or anything? This is, um, when I was hearing Fuad do that and I've seen like, you know that Stephen House and Omrio's thing, 
I've seen him do it. Harry Pinero's done it. it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all kind of saying this thing about Odegaard. And this is, this was also part of the reason why I thought, yeah, we need a football podcast because there's a lot of people talking a lot of shit out there. And like, sometimes we just need to put the facts out there, right? Now, 100%, you've already heard me say Odegaard was shocking mm. on Saturday. Mm. I think since he became Arsenal captain, that's the worst performance I've ever seen him put in. Yeah. Right? And... For for Arsenal captain to play in a London derby away at Stamford Bridge to play the way he did isn't isn't right. But I'm criticizing him for this performance. I'm not going to go further than that. I agree because I, I know I know who Martin Odegaard I, is. Yeah, let's and let's not forget the guy scored 15 non penalty goals, last, goals year. last year. People want to question like his create his chance creation and stuff. He was one of the best in the league last year. I think he ended up picking up seven assists. And oh, that's a crazy season. Yeah, again, again, right? Again, people want to talk about big games and stuff. And after his first season at Arsenal, when Arsenal had just signed him for 30 million, we said, as he slowly made his way into the team and became a regular, in that first season, we said, yeah, this guy is not influencing big games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I don't know if he has the capacity to, to do that. Yeah. But last year, he showed it. He a hundred percent proved me wrong. Yeah, hundred. There's no way, and this is where Fuad, Stephen Housen, I hope somehow one of you guys sees this, yeah. <laughs> because you man are just doing, you're doing too much. It's, man. Doing too much. It's, it's too reactionary. Last year, Man United at home, yeah, and people saying, "Oh, did he score? Did he play well?" He didn't score in that game. You know when Eddie scored the brace? Mm, he didn't mm. score in that game. He was one of the best players on the pitch, mm. right? Chelsea at home, he scores a brace. Mm. Liverpool away at Anfield when we drew 2-2. He didn't score or assist, played but well. he played well. Yeah. Tottenham, um, obviously. Yeah, Old Trafford last year, got an assist. T- Tottenham play, scored. Bro, Fuad <laughs> should know this, bro. He scored he a Newcastle away last stadium. year. Yeah, Newcastle away, drilled, bottom corner. But any Tottenham fan saying it you saw him do it in your own stadium any Man United fan saying it what happened when we played you lot this year yeah. this season less than three weeks ago yeah. your captain was didn't even see him on the pitch yeah we would go one nil down Odegaard bang one one straight back in the game now 100% he was poor yesterday in games against Man City God, he's to United at home this year and guys are saying exactly and Man United fans <laughs> are saying yo when, when is he going to turn up in a big game <laughs> <laughs> he literally scored against you lot. Like this is this is what I don't get. Like, yeah, he played poor against Chelsea. No one's no question. That. Yeah, we're saying that he was. We've we've criticised him for that. The game, two games against Man City last year and the Man City game this year. I'll happily say he didn't really turn up. He worked hard in the Man City game at home, off the ball, on the ball. He didn't really do too much, right? But let's not act like he hasn't turned up in in these big games. There were countless games like Liverpool at home last year. Yeah, he provides the assist in the first Martinelli, minute for yeah. Martinelli. It's crazy. Like, yeah, this so. this reactionary thing is too much because last year Odegaard proved that he could be the difference in uh, in those big games, and he does it. He he is one guy that you, he doesn't have to score to game. say you, you, he played well in that. I game. think that that's the blessing and the curse of being a um, a ten. You know, Bruno has that crazy year. And it's like, even if you get... Well, guys are trying to compare him to Bruno. <laughs> well, Bruno's big game record has been going on for three, four years now. So that's what I was going to say. That that's, he hasn't turned that's up. My, my, my point is, and my whole thing on the situation is, um, similar to you, it's just that it's been... We've had three big games this season, two of which he's, he's played well in, you know, um, or one of which he's definitely played well in. I, I, obviously, the Chelsea game, he didn't play well in. The Spurs game, he was off it, to be honest. And... 
the Man City game, like I said, out of possession, he he oh, yeah, ran as hard as he could. But but Man United, Man United fans, you need to chill out, man. Because you literally saw him crash. I was, I was just gonna say that I'm not I'm not going into big games. I'm actually going into big games so expecting Odegaard to score. Or, yeah, or to, yeah. to turn up or to be on the score sheet. I'm not going into big games thinking I know he's going to shy away from the and, ball. And so far, I know he's going to, yeah, you know, um, not want it or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm going into these games with the confidence of last year, knowing that hey, look, Odegaard could easily score yeah. and assist today, yeah. and he will turn in the up, future. have a good performance. Yeah, right. but I, I think a lot of this is also. Um, Madison High, Madison High, to, and then wanting to draw Bruno into the the comparison. But I, but you know what? So far this season, I've I've expected more from Odegaard in those big games, and he, he, I, he, I agree. he hasn't delivered to the level that I would have personally would have liked him to. But it's way too reactionary because last year he was all over those big games. Also, one and of the... we go to St. James's in two weeks. If Odegaard yes. tops, pops up, bangs a goal in, yeah. plays well, what does whatever. Say? I was, like, was going to say man. with the the like Odegaard doesn't do anything any, anymore. He just shoots thing. I was do you remember the first season when he wasn't taking shots and people were like, he's he's never going to score enough goals to be a ten for us yeah. at this club. Yeah. We should get Buendia. We should you know all of this kind of stuff. It's like I understand we want we want goals and assists from Odegaard. That's what we want. Um, but I, I'm not going to get onto him. It's not, he's not Bruno level. I'm just going to shoot, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. regardless of what's going on in the pitch. He's not Bruno level. But I, I also just think that he kind of, if you get him 50, if you get 15 goals last year, you personally, you want to do that again. Yeah, like, You're going goal, to add that to your game. 15 You're, non-penalty goals and seven assists in a Premier League season. You can't crazy. just switch on a guy like that. Yeah, you can't just... Yeah, <laughs> it's That's all I have to say on it is like, yeah. I think a lot of it as well is just like, we have an opportunity to get jabs in. And yeah, yeah, an agenda. You know, and like I say, it's it's mainly coming from Tottenham and Man United fans. Man United fans who want to bring him down to the level of Bruno, and Tottenham fans who want to gas up Madison. Yeah. That's that's literally it. That's all that's going on. But look, if we, if we go to Newcastle, he doesn't do anything. We go to Anfield, he doesn't do anything. We can start having a conversation about how this season, yeah, Martin yeah. Odegaard hasn't turned up in those big games. But last season, he turned up in the majority of yeah. them. So yeah, I agree. Can't. It's it's just a bit too much, um. But yeah, that's that's enough on the on the Chelsea Arsenal. That is game. enough. Moving on to Sheffield Man United, the Saturday evening game. Man United winning again, back to back wins for them. Yeah. Um, and it was a better performance from Sheffield. It was. Um, United didn't possible. really convince me though. Yeah, they needed a pen, and yeah, we'll talk about United because United struggled in that game, and it it was a struggle for them. McNine, <laughs> another goal. Misprofiled. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ten, Hag, Ten Hag's got to keep him in the team for the Manchester derby. Misprofiled. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know how Man United because they're playing today, isn't it? They're playing Copenhagen. Yeah, in a, yeah. In what uh, culture cams are saying is a season-defining game because <laughs> um, <laughs> they can't go zero for three in the Champions League. Surely, That's right? Oh, oh, go on. Oh, I think we're. I think we're going to run rounds in the yeah. second half, you know. Um, Odegaard's just missed the chance. But yeah, man, um, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for them for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about Man United. We we'll do. We'll, might even talk a bit about the Manchester derby coming up. But quickly, Harry Maguire got man of the match. That was crazy. And um, 
Yo, big up to him, man. Suffered a lot of like hate, hate. criticism, abuse, hate, like, do... scapegoating, and he comes up big and he won man of the match. No, he 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 played he played well. I do think though that they kind of gave him man of the match because of the criticism yeah, he's yeah. been getting. Sky, that, Sky, the the traditional sports media are doing too much, man. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, we understand that Harry Maguire's suffered the abuse and he no, like no player but now you're doing too much. Yeah, because it's like. Yeah, I don't know if he was much better than everybody else yeah. on 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 the pitch at the time. Bro, um, Dallow's Dallow's goal. How's he not getting mad? That's what I'm saying. He's getting, he's putting the same amount of work. Um, uh, but on on the game, I, I just think, oh, man, like Dallow's goal, the individual quality, man, it's a great goal, it's a great finish. Yeah. Um, Keeper should save it. I don't think United played that well, but they got three points, and they need to at this at this stage in their career. That's stage, all that matters. That's all that matters, man. Get the points on the board. Um, they showed that they were the better team to 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 chef you, and I think Ten Hag can take this. Anthony was back, mm. you know. Um, I I still like I I agree maybe a bit with Culture Cams about this game being a, a big um the Copenhagen the Copenhagen game. one because it's like you know, if you lose today if you don't get the win today or if you got zero and three in the Champions League, mm. like it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can be getting the three points. It just shows that week by week you're gonna you know, put in a semi-decent performance and then next week we're just going to be terrible, mm. you know. So there has to be some consistency because you won't get top four unless you're consistent. It's well, look what Newcastle are doing. Yeah, Villa. yeah. Um, you won't get top four unless you're consistent, unless you can, like, whether you win or lose, at least it's like, all right, he's the danger man. He likes to run in behind. He likes to do this. He likes to do that. Like, Rashford's coming off at the 60th minute. Garnacho's yeah. coming on and it's like, all right, well, who's 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 the guy? Whose team is... <laughs> whose team is this um i actually don't even think there's actually too much to say about this game i think just congratulations really what a save we got the man united game up here as well and on has just made a good save um congratulations to united three points yeah back-to-back wins back-to-back wins yeah. push push up push into the top half of the but table three goals in two games hey mcnine man yeah McPocher. McPocher. <laughs> poach <Tominay. laughs> um but I think, um, obviously, they won that game. They beat Sheffield, as expected. It was way more of a struggle than it should have been. Yeah. But looking ahead to the Manchester derby this weekend, That's big. how at Old Trafford, at Old Trafford. How, do you, how do you see that one going? Well, last year, you would have said comfortable win for City, innit? Well, know? I mean, we said that last year. Man. That's, what I'm, saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would have said comfortable win. I think it is one of those games where, irrespective of form, it's going to be like, United are going to find a performance from somewhere. Hoyland will get on the yeah, score sheet. They should, they should. Yeah. Hoyland will get on the score sheet. I, I can almost guarantee it. Casemiro should be back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I, honestly, I think City will win just because I think Haaland is going to get two and Foden is going to get one. And then Alvarez hasn't even got his yet. But I say that I say that going into every Man City game. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're predicting a Man City mauling then? I think so. I think these, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it could honestly be a four-two type of game. Um, I think it'll be close in KG, and I think in the final fifteen minutes, a team is going to run away with it. Um, and I think that team will be Manchester City. I think, I think Ten Hag. I think it will probably be Man United's best performance of the season, mm. and that's the, the confidence they'll take from that. They'll move on to the rest of the season with. But I don't think they'll get any points out. That's honestly how I see it going. I I agree with you in that. Look, it's Manchester City are coming to Old Trafford. Like Man United aren't gonna play like they they play against like any like Brentford when they come yeah. or Palace when they come. But they're gonna step it up. The fans are gonna be up for it. My only thing is that given how Man United have been playing this year, 
in every game. I really haven't seen Man United put a good performance in yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And given what we know Man City can do, I'm looking at it and I'm like, could this be like a bad one? United. Yeah, could it could it could it be? Because last year when they played them at Old Trafford, Man United were in good form. Do you remember that people were trying to put them in a title race yeah. before they came to the Emirates and stuff? <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, do you remember when Oli was there and um I know they the Liverpool beat him 5 0 at Old Trafford, absolutely tore him apart. But there was Man City beat him 2 0, but it was just like it could have been four, could have been five. And Man City, Man City their, just, yeah. I think they might have had like 85 percent possession. Yeah, they yeah. just they just honestly killed them and I think it might be a similar sort of game it might be like a 2-0 but Man City are just gonna like absolutely starve them with the ball and just like show the levels the thing is the reason I think it could be a route for City is because oh my gosh my days what a goal Gabriel Jesus absolutely is staying in my team for this (laughs) yeah he's ready man a man who's absolutely staying in my team for this weekend um what um yeah, on on the man on the Man City thing, who and the Man United thing, who do you think like wins that battle for Man United? That's my big question because I think it's like Guardiola, Diaz, Stones, um, you know. Um, That's what I'm saying. Walker. Bro. It, a Kanji suspended for the derby. I will, I will be shocked, and you know what, Pep Pep can do whatever Pep wants, man, and and there will be a shock in that lineup for sure. But I'm I'm fairly confident it's going to be Walker. Diaz, Stones, okay. You think? Yeah. I don't think Guardiola is going to play. I think it's going to be Walker. Away at Old Trafford, Pep's going to be like, you know what, you four. <laughs> you, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I want no Cause, sniffs. Because who don't you trust in that back four? So that's what I'm saying. Does, does, you think Anthony gets the best of Ake? But Walker, Rashford. Oh, that's Rashford. Yeah. Who's Man United's biggest friend. But he, Rashford will score though. Because yeah, Rashford could. Yo, if Rashford's on form and he's, this is why uh, we always have the conversation Rashford and Son. And last year I was up. Yeah, I'm a big Yeah, but this is this is where Rashford is like, yo, brother, if you turn up, the yeah, thing is, you can cause Kyle Walker problems, all problems, all, problems. all sorts of problems. You can be, and and he was this in the game last year. He scored the winner. He he, yeah, he gave yeah. them pro, like you could be the guy. Exactly, you could be the guy. Exactly. I, I, a lot of what Man United do in this game is going to depend. The on thing Marcus about Rashford, Rashford. is. Just when you count him out, just when you're like, yeah, he's proper shit. No, I was saying, gonna say the yeah. thing about the thing about Marcus Rashford. Have a look at the thing about Marcus Rashford is just when you're like, he's done. He's 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 shit, man. He's there's no yeah, player yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. when he bags yeah. and he goes on off like a crazy run. He's like, you know, he'll five... chop Walker yeah. and, bury <laughs> and bury it. it. Bury it. <laughs> Net ripples. But if anyone has Marcus Rashford in their FPL and you're pissed off with him because he blanked against Sheffield, he blanked against Brentford, he's blanked for however many weeks. Yeah, keep him you know, one more There's week. one game Marcus keep Rashford could turn up for. Keep him one more That's week. my one piece of advice. If you have Rashford, I reckon keep him one more week. And and obviously he himself looks a Bobby. You know, yeah. you saw yeah, yeah, he was yeah. there for first the game back at yeah, Come on, man. Come on, bury it, bury it. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. just think that he could he could be the one that Bruno to Rashford on the transition. That's yeah. how they got him last year. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I also do think that if City score first, the mentality of United will just like fall through the floor. And, and you got to think, man. Some Ro- killers, Ro- Rodri, Bernardo Silva, yeah, Alvarez, yeah, Foden, yeah, Grealish, yeah, it's long. Doku, you know, Doku won't play though, but. He'll come on as a sub. Yeah, Greenish will start. Greenish will start. start. Doc will 20 minutes as a sub. Tired legs. Just, man. 
it's a long day. But but in terms of their level of performance, Man United are going to have to step it up big time. Huge. It's the, it's the toughest game. It's easily the toughest game. It, it, it determines whether what colour the city is. Exactly. All of that, man. All the history behind it. Because the way they've been performing recently, City will tear them up. I actually quite like the United derby, you know, recently or even this year, just because, um, you know, like if United win, great. You're not title challengers. Yeah. You know, if you don't get smacked, yo, I'm oh, I'm, well. I'm full time Red Devils. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, yo, I'll be there with you, Man United fans. Once you're a devil, you can. <laughs> exactly. you can. Uh, oh, I'll be no. there with you, man. And I, yo, I'm praying as much as you guys that Rashford turns up. <laughs> you seen because that yeah, I I hope you guys do us a favor, man. Yeah, I'd really love fun. nothing more, because, man. Fucking hell. Sevilla have just scored from a corner. Good thing Jesus put us two one up. My God. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, move on to Sunday game. There's only one Sunday game. Aston Villa versus was a good West game, Ham though. was a good game. Um, and Villa, Villa just kind of dominated West Ham from start to finish. They're up to fifth in the table now. Mm. Um, I thought they were like two points off top, no? Villa. They could be higher. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, after oh, Tottenham's win oh, yesterday, yeah, maybe yeah, it's changed yeah, yeah. a bit. But um, yeah, I think... Uh, Culture, I saw Culture Cam's tweet. He was like, Villa Park is dangerous. Mm. I, was, I was just about to say, like, I don't think too many teams are going to come away from Villa Park with three points. You know, like, that is a really, really, really tough place to go this season as well. I think Villa are, um, like, kind of like us, or maybe kind of like to us last season and like Tottenham, you know, this season, in the sense that, like, Villa fans going into the, the season knew that they could have a really good season. And like other guys were like, yeah, you know, yeah, he made a couple of good signings. Una is, you know, he's kind of cooking, but no one expected it to look this good. Yeah, yeah. And like for sure. So they're they're going, they're turning up. I think Villa fans are turning up to every home game, like expecting wins. Yeah. And and, and they have such a like a carefree sort of mentality when they play. And like, honestly, the way they play, whether it's Man City, Arsenal, yeah, Liverpool, yeah, whoever it is going to Villa Park, it's really it's dangerous, really tough. And like you know, people who didn't get on the score sheet or do much today for like DRB or whatever was like mm. still a threat, influence, like, yeah. The quality on some of the goals, yeah. You yeah. know, Watkins is is uh, what is he doing? Who is he? Left foot, who is he? than that? <laughs> you know, step over, bang, bang. <laughs> crash, <laughs> crash, bang, wallop, <laughs> just just hit it, roof of the net, no chance, like. Um, even um, killer for my FPL. Bailey's goal, you know, yeah, the step over. It's uh, it's so it's it's so Aguero got sent. It's so sent. it's so dirty. It's so filthy. Pass from Tielemans. Yeah, Unai Emery's throwing Tielemans into the game. Like, yeah, just <laughs> pop around, keep it simple, keep it tidy. It's big so, up Unai Emery as well. It's so yeah, big up and Unai. and Villa are missing so many players, man. Villa are missing so many players. Um, that it, it, it's kind of crazy that they're still progressing this far and they're still playing this level of football and they're still yeah. doing this well. Um, and, you know, you're right. They were, they were the better team than West Ham all ends up yesterday. But, um, Your guy, Douglas Louise. Yeah, Douglas. As I, I want him. I want him. I yeah. still want him. Um, and he's, he's not even just a brace. He's like six and six at Villa Park this season. Like, you can't... If guys who have Douglas <laughs> Louise in FPL, mind blown. Yeah. You know, you can't time it. And you bring him in now, he won't score for 20 games. Easy work. Yeah. Easy work. yeah. So um, I think he's really playing well. I think Villa really play with confidence, which helps. Um, uh, and and as, I, as I say, like, I think Zaniolo put in a good performance, put yeah. in a good shift. Yeah, played well. Like, there's certain guys who it's like, they're not the starter or the mainstay or whoever it is. And even guys who are starters and mainstays like Diaby, who didn't get on the score sheet. But Villa still putting four pass guys. 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, John McGinn is still cooking yep. in midfield. Put six past Brighton. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just they just look like a very, very well drilled, efficient team. And that's props to Unai Emery. Yeah, for real. And um for real. Look, the I I want to get your take on this as well, but <laughs> I've mentioned this to you before. Unai Emery revisionism it's crazy, is crazy. Huh? Honestly, it's like it's one of my pet peeves. I think football it's, revisionism is the worst. Yeah, but the Unai Emery <laughs> thing is just, I feel like it's just like it just annoys me differently. Yeah, we can't forget. And look, Unai Emery is a top, top manager. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. anyone anyone he's won, he's any, won top trophies. Exactly. Anyone that knows me knows that when he was at Arsenal, I backed him to the hills. Yeah. Um yeah. And Unai Emery was not the reason that Arsenal were where they were mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah. Right. More, anyone taking that Sven job Mr. after Arsenal Wenger. Was in yeah. But anyone taking that job after Arsenal Wenger, even if it had been Arteta, they would have struggled, right? Yeah. The team that Emery was dealing with, some yeah. Pratis, Mustafi, some of the Kishoni, yeah, yeah, exactly. Still took us to a European final, just missed out on top four. Abamian should have been there. Yeah, they, they, they were good times, but when it was bad it was, with it Unai was. Emery, it was. Bad. Watford 20, 20 shots on target. Bad, you know, from Watford getting 20 like, shots away. There's there's no dish. No one can tell me yeah, it was bad. that Arsenal should have given Unai I, Emery longer. No one can tell me he was the right I fit. think what what the, what the killed Emery for us at the time was just there was an identity crisis and he didn't solve that. Mm. And I think that's mm. the opposite to Villa. Yeah. He came in after Gerrard and they were having an identity crisis and Unai was like, this is how you should be playing football. Yeah. yeah. At this day yeah. and age, at this stage. And, and and he's he's easily one of the best managers in the league, man. Easy. You take easy, away Pep and Klopp, and it's only, you know he's only been there for twelve ever. months. Yeah, but when he took over last year, they were sixteenth. Yeah, he's only been there for twelve months, and now we're talking about Villa top four, top five teams. Yeah, you know? and and he has a he has a history of getting his strikers to pop. Yeah, he does. Laka, he does. Had his best season under Emery. Aubameyang won the Golden Boot, <laughs> and now Watkins is doing it. Um, I I, I yeah, just oh. massive. Sevilla just hit the crossbar. Jesus, massive credit to 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 Unai yeah. um, for you know whipping those boys into shape. But on West Ham as well, I'm so happy West Ham scored because everybody had Dinia and Cash, and I was not ready for yeah, those. But, how, how's Bowen been credited with that goal? That's man? crazy. Yeah, it's nowhere near. As I say, there's these little like yeah. you know it's just Premier League doing FPL yeah <laughs> yeah. There's no way that should have been his goal. But <laughs> yeah, for West Ham, it's just a case of dust themselves off. Dust themselves off. I, I actually still think that as much as Villa were the better team, I, I think West Ham they showed enough quality in the game to be like, all right, I can see yeah. why on another team Back on another day that yeah, and, and for another team on another day this would work and you'd get you'd get change out of this but um <laughs> move on to the monday night game last game of the weekend tottenham versus fulham and Postacoglu has set a new record for the best ever start to season. a premier league season by a manager um in terms of fulham just quickly just a lack of quality like just never at one point did i think Fulham had any I actually, sort of facilities to score. I actually only watched the final like 15 minutes of the game. And they I, just, it was just problem after problem, man. And at half time, Marco Silva's taking Andreas Pereira and Carlos Vinicius off the pitch and he's bringing on Jimenez and it will be and like, game done. what's going on? Yeah, man? damage like, limitations. <laughs> there's just, there's no quality, but on <laughs> Tottenham, they yeah. deserve their praise. Son of Madison, they're linking they up do. again. They do. Get putting up big points um, in my FPL, scoring goals. Um, obviously, you... obviously still unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I games, think man. I think Tottenham fans are starting to believe that maybe 
maybe. It's a great ball from Bruno, I can't lie. Oh my gosh. Is that gone natural? Yeah. Poor. But yeah, Tottenham fans are starting to believe, man. No, I think Tottenham fans should believe and should believe that this team should like stay in the top four, should do well. Should... They're believing a bit more than that. Yeah, but that's hype. That's hype. It's early season hype. Um the the Tottenham... Palace on Friday night at Selhurst. <laughs> I do think that Tottenham I do think that Tottenham fans should actually be really, really sort of happy. And 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 like and like this was definitely a season where I thought you were gonna finish tenth. You know, and you you've already got twenty four points on the board. Um and I, I just think that Ange deserves a lot of respect. Son deserves a lot of of respect for his comeback on on Son. I think he, he like you say, he deserves a lot because when Harry Kane left, myself included, for you know, he's the, done the goals in this team, yeah. And obviously, Madison's played a part, but Son Son has gone into that number nine position and he's and he's really stepped up. One nil, Son, yeah. Yeah, as always, and that finish, man. When, <laughs> as soon as Son's in, he makes Ream run into Calvin Bassey. Yeah, it's crazy. Goes part, and then when he's in that position, then, ooh, it's, it's like it, it's, and, and it's not like he's just rolled it part. He's just yeah, yeah, yeah. bang, <laughs> top bins. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'll never bit get dip, in. Bit of curve, you'll never just, get yeah, in there. Yeah, and he could do that off either foot. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's Facts. the that's Facts. the real scary thing about about Son. He's a real good player, man. I've, I've got yeah. to admit. And I think for Tottenham, man, they still got like Brendan Johnson to come back into the team. Basuma, mm-hmm. did he miss this game? Yeah, you and know, Hoiberg played well. Yeah. Um, I, I think Tottenham fans should really be happy and, t- and try and take this confidence as far as it can stretch because I, I honestly do think it will run out at some mm-hmm. point and there's going to be a big injury. And it looks like Madison and Son are already like playing through niggles yeah, and this kind yeah. of stuff. The, um, the, I, I look at Tottenham and, you know, fair enough if they keep this up for the whole season, but, mate, the energy that, oh my God, man. Am I, am I really Declan looking at Rice this? Rice has just gone past four players on the dribble. Saka has to rip this. Oh man! Um, and but yeah, as I'm saying, fair play if Tottenham do this for the whole season. But the way the energy they put into they their play, performances, yeah, the press, but that's the confidence. way the players all rotate. Like, and that's what systems can give you to to make it a full circle conversation. If a manager finds a system and the players believe in that system, that is what you can get out of teams. Yeah, it's yeah, not like sure, one sure. person. A lot of Chelsea's teams, people won trophies, but it was like centered around how do we get Eden Hazard to score, facilitate X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's like yeah. now, if you create a system for each individual to have a good role and a good job and to know their thing, you can create this like super, yeah, you know, yeah. you can get the best out of the the some parts of the team rather than like I can get the best out of this one individual and see how far this one individual can carry. Me. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know they're only playing one game a week, so they might have the um the stamina and the fitness and whatnot. But I, I do worry come come Christmas time. How does that look? When those tough away games come and you're playing every three New days, Castle. like, is that energy going to be there? Is yeah. that press going to be the same? Um, but you know what? Like, we can only judge them off what we've seen so far. And fair play, man. They're, they're, they're still unbeaten, nine games into the season. Like we said, Ange Postacoglu is the best start ever for a manager. Um, and yeah, they're like... I, like I say, man, losing Harry Kane and doing what they're doing, fair it's, play. It's fair play. Fair play. I mean, I, Harry, I wonder what Harry thinks. You know, he never thought... Buying a third in the Bundesliga. He never thought nine weeks later Tottenham would still be top of the table. I saw, I saw a tweet that was like, Postacoglu had a nasty plan for Harry Yeah, Kane. I saw that as well. And what do you think Daniel Levy's thinking? Great business. Yeah, 100 yeah, mil, 120 yeah. mil, whatever, the, whatever it was. And we got better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been telling man about Harry Kane for the longest time. <laughs> 
no, it's, it's good. But we'll, we'll see. As you say, Sellers Park Friday night. Hopefully, Eze, somebody's back. Edward, surely there's a script. Oh, yeah, Mateta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> are, you, are you in Japan? <sighs> the ball's there. He gets there first. Romero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever it is coming, closing in. But yeah, they, they've beaten the teams that they've been put in front of them. And that's all you and can And that's all you can actually do. So, so fair play do. to them, man. Um. But yeah, is there anything anything else you want to talk about? That's all that's all the Premier League fixtures. We'll see you guys next week, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you to all the guys who inputted last for week real. in the top ten. Big ups, big ups. Um, we had a good episode. I think everyone that, that gave their list enjoyed that. Um oh, you know, and, and you know what, but I will say that i I can kind of see the vision. Yeah, with Cole. And, and maybe, maybe at the end of the season we'll look back and we'll be like, yo, you know what? Fair play, but I, no, just on that, as I, I, we we talked about this briefly earlier, I think it's Cole could be a great, a very good player. Yeah, Harry Maguire could be a very good player, but if if Nkunku comes back, you know, like yeah. how does it all work? It's not that yeah, he's going to we'll immediately we'll drop to the bench. It's just like how does it all work? Yeah, yeah. you know. But you, hey, for now, yeah, he, he ain't justified. He's yeah. a justified yeah. fourth guy. Yeah. You know, and we, and we laughed, we laughed hard last week. <laughs> we did. And it's probably karma that he ended up scoring. Yeah, I mean that was guaranteed. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next hey. week.